Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, yes, yes. It is the Castworthy podcast, and we are partially back. Uh, I am Big Steve, a.k.a. Last of a Dying Breed, on the X Machine joined by EJ this morning. It's a two-man game at the moment, uh, probably for the duration of the pod. VP is dealing with some technical difficulties. Uh, after a week off, refreshing. What you been up to, man? How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling great. Happy to be here. You know, um, just out here in these streets, living for the streets. <laughs> any any eventful... Uh, uh stories to share for the last two weeks uh on a positive note you know was able to uh mentor some young students at morgan state you know these guys um just recently lived through a on-campus shooter Mm. um so that was interesting to talk to them you know when i was in college we had a shooting on campus as well but uh you know the media and stuff it's a little different, you know. It hits you different, and um, but I also realized, like, depending on where you're from, you know, some people are desensitized to that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, uh, just good to hear from those guys. And it's a lot of young, bright men there uh, with feelings, you know, and just realizing that black men got feelings and and they care, and they need somebody to talk to, you know. So that was good on a positive note. Uh, One day the world will realize that. I don't know if they, you know, that was the thing that we talked about. And I said, I don't know that society and as a culture, we've reached that place where we really, really get to understand what black men feel and how we think, you know. Um, But on a more negative note, (laughs) not negative, (laughs) but for the streets note, uh, I got to watch my Jets Monday night get destroyed. But it was all good. Because I had strippers in front of me. So that was good. That, that usually makes things a lot better. Sure does. I forgot all about the loss. <laughs> yeah, you can you can kind of accept almost anything if you're in the in the right environment. Absolutely. Positive environment. I didn't I didn't hear a, a uh any coverage of a shooting at Morgan is did did the news even cover that? Media ever cover even cover that? Yeah. Yeah, I shared it. I shared it. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep. I shared it, and unfortunately, maybe they was, just maybe they just didn't was, make a big deal of it. Because I no, no, no. It was, it was, it was there. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. I posted it, but you know, you know, y'all folks. It's How black. recent was that? Y'all don't care. <laughs> it was, it was October. Mm. Yep, yeah, I didn't see that. nobody talking about it. Usually, you would see, uh, you see it in the news and stuff like that. But I think, uh, I think we're numb to it. Just like we're numb to. Um, you know, a lot of other stuff. But yeah, you're right, man. Um, depending on where you come from, some of that stuff is uh, you know, 
it's second nature, right? Where you grow up, if you're used to hearing gunshots, you know, um, or you're used to being in situations where if a gunshot goes off, you're already primed to know what to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that don't know that. And I don't mean the fucking teachings or the practices they do at people's jobs and schools. I mean, like the real life shit, like you out and, and you just learn that because who and where you chill, you know, it's happened. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been in bars, small bars where, you know, shots went off and people just know just go, <laughs> you know, you go out the back door, you know, there's one door in the fence. So if you don't get to that door, you probably gonna have to hop the fence is, you know, and, and, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And it's only certain, uh, certain demos that deal with that or understand that. Yeah. And, you know, even more so, you know, being at college at a place, even if you're from a place like that, right, you you left, you left that place to go to, to go a place somewhere safe, should be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking to those guys and connecting with them and building with them. And, you know, it was it was probably one of the best things I've done in a long time. Um, so that that was dope for me. Yeah, that's that's uh, Morgan is where D.C., right? No, Morgan is in Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they had to cancel basically their homecoming activities for the first time in like I don't know how long. And unfortunately, we then had another shooting at Bowie State's campus later on. But um, yeah. Was, was this was this like an active shooter situation, or was this like a um like dudes was beefing or some type of shit like that? Well, Oregon, I don't, I don't. It was it, it was treated like an active shooter situation. Because okay. they hadn't caught the people, they didn't know what was going on. It was just like a random thing going on. Um, but mm-hmm. they they caught, I think at least I think they caught both of them. But it, the kid was like seventeen. Damn, kid was seventeen yeah. years old. I mean, it's the one is Baltimore, man. I I was. Uh, it's funny you talk about that. I went to see. Um, I went to see Dave Chappelle, the greatest comedian ever to live, and. Um, Stop it. Uh, and Don, uh, Darnell Rawlings was there, uh, actually Larry. And he was talking about, he talked about Baltimore. He was like, listen, you know, I don't know if y'all understand. Baltimore is probably the most dangerous city in America, you know? And then he went into some stuff and, and, you know, made some jokes around some stuff and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, a lot of people seem, uh, unaware because you don't hear it as much as you hear like Chicago, right? Like you hear Chicago, you hear LA, you know, and people feel like the danger is in LA because they're running up in stores and stealing stuff. And of course the danger in Chicago because of, you know, the gun violence, but you know, people don't realize in parts of Baltimore, like it's like zombie city, man, you know, because people are drugged up. And from what I'm understanding, just from hearing people that I play, you know, I got some friends I play Xbox with, uh, you know, and I keep in contact with, you know, it's getting younger and younger. Like the, the people that are out there that are caught out are getting younger and younger. It ain't like, you know, the old heads or just the white heads from out of town. Yeah. And you know what? I, I honestly will say knowing and living and working in D.C. and Baltimore, D.C., I would say, is even more dangerous. Um, I, I shared a video with y'all in the chat that, you know, my homegirl, she was out in a, a real high place in D.C. 
and these four guys just jumped out, guns drawn, on camera, just took them for everything they got. DC is is real bad, and I mean, you know, working in corrections, I got to see how young these guys are coming in with bodies, and it's it's, it's crazy out there, man. It's crazy, and yeah, but we 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 beef about the economy all the time, you know, and, and I'm to the point where government wise. I don't give a shit what we doing. I don't I don't care what we're doing as a government. I don't care about the policies. Don't tell me about Republican, Democrat, because we have a Democratic president that said, if you ain't black, if you black and you don't vote for me, you ain't black, basically. And he hasn't done shit for black people. And black people are hurting out there. You know, when when do we as a country, when do we as a nation start to invest in our people? When do we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, politicians need to be held accountable like that. That's what it comes down to. That's at all levels. It's not just that, you know, presidential that that's not at the, you know, federal level, but at the state level as well. And I know you say that all the time. You scream that uh, at the top of your lungs. Uh, but it needs it doesn't matter. yo. It doesn't matter. Democratic president, Republican president, Democratic House, Republican House, Democratic Senate, Republican Senate. We see we haven't seen. When's the last time we've seen anything to uh, target specifically um, black people? I don't think we'll see that. That's an unrealistic uh, um, expectation. You got to shrug that off. Like, you know, I was I forget who I was watching, but they were saying there's demos that you can make jokes about. You can say you can slander and you're immediately canceled. But motherfuckers out here screaming, you know, nigger this nigger that. And, you know, a week later. It's your favorite fucking comedian or your favorite whatever again. You know what I'm saying? Think about, you know, uh, Kramer from Seinfeld, Howard Stern. I just put that in in the chat the other day. Um, you know, it, the list goes on and on of, of people. Who was it um, that Chris uh, Chris Tucker or not Chris Tucker? Chris Rock was like, oh, no, he's he's OK. You know, he's one of our guys. Uh, it was another white comedian that was, you know, saying nigger and he was OK with it. Like, but, you know. There, we know them two demos. You make the wrong joke, you out of there. <laughs> you out of I there. Say, I would say it's a few. I would say it's a few. You know, we've seen more recently, you know, the Jewish community and, and how they hit back when they felt like they're not being cared about. Uh, we know the Latin community. Um, and then, you know, the Asian community. We know for sure, you know, people respond uh, in that regard. And I understand, you know, like we've always said here, we we believe that those those populations should be protected, right? But as a black as a as a community of black people, and we talking about gun violence, like it's so funny to me. Like we scream, you have the one side that says, you know, get rid of the guns, take away all the guns, do this, do that. But you don't go into the neighborhoods where where the the ethnicities, the the people are hurting and you don't understand why they're doing this. There's there's gun violence, there's drugs, there's crime, but what are we doing to help our people? We're giving away billions overseas, billions, but we're not investing in our own people. And the mindset is, well, I, I had to come out of it. Why can't you? Yeah. So, I mean, how do you, how do you tell a people like that, that voting for Biden is important? Why? They haven't seen shit happen from that guy. 
Yeah. It's more and black com- people that like Trump than anything. Right. And depending on who it is, the come out of it is can be significantly different. You know what I mean? But you're right, man. You talk about the Jewish community and you're immediately labeled anti-Semitic. You talk about gays, you're uh, labeled homophobic. You talk about, you know, Asians, you're, you know, racist or biased or whatever. But you talk about black people. It's like, ah, eh, you're woke. <laughs> you're a little too woke. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's um, uh, it's it it's out of control, man. It's out of control. I don't think anybody really, you know, we we've had probably the longest fight in this nation in this country. No um, question. To, to no deal question. with, right? And no so question. when when people are like, "Oh, you you got to get through it. You got to get out there and work." Yeah, you you could say that, but the the problem is a good portion of the people that move that way or get that that get through it they're not thinking about oh let me let me put my hand down and help this person up they're thinking let me pull the ladder up and see where i can take this ladder to go to that next level right the difference is um you know i work with an an individual who is um middle eastern of some sort i don't know if he's you know a uh, palestinian or you know indian or whatever but um when when someone with you know the last name Ahmed comes through the door, you know what I mean, or comes on the phone or whatever comes to an email, he's on it. Like that's that's my people. You know what I mean. If someone gets hired that has a similar background, that's my people. You know, um, I got to do by right by my people. Asians are similar. Gays are similar. Jewish people are similar. Black people not so much, man. Yep. So much. Yeah, and I mean, again, to again to that point, we're fighting, we're trying to reverse four centuries worth of negativity, um, and it's just tough. At the end of the day, like you look at the Holocaust, how many families got money from Germany? How many mm-hmm. families got a leg up? We were literally in bondage, in cap, in captive, in in a, a slave state for four centuries. Mm-hmm. And we still, till this day, we can't even get protection. You know, on this conversation, I went to see um, the killing of the wildflower, um, mm-hmm. the one with DiCaprio Leo. and yep. and um, De Niro. And it's along the lines of this, right? Except it's the Native Americans. It's a Native, Native American tribe, the Osage tribe that was in Oklahoma. Um, and it's based on some, some you know, some true... Uh, uh, events, events, right? And it, it listen. This shit was three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> it didn't feel like three and a half hours. Uh, one, because there was always something going on. It kept you en- engulfed in it. There was a lot of learning to go on, and shit that make you be like, "Yo," because you see, we've seen, you know, the movies about slavery, and where, and and it, you know. And it shocks you and it culture shocks you and stuff like that. And then when you watch, see, the difference is um, from the way they did Native Americans is they fakely or falsely befriended them. Right. Because in, in this tribe, you know, they were the ones with the money. Right. They were the ones that had the dough because it was their land. They found the oil on. Right. And many other tribes are similar. But, you know, so you had the whites come in and they start marrying these indian women these you know these native american women creating families and then killing off the women wow right like the shit 
bro, this shit is crazy. This this movie, it was three and a half hours and so long, and I want to watch it again. That's how good it was. It was so shocking. Um, when you watch it, you'd be like, "Yo, this shit, this shit's crazy, man." The atrocities, um, the atrocities that that have been done to people in this nation. It, when you when you really peel back the layers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, from Black Wall Street to uh, Rosewood to, you know, stories like this. It's just the atrocities that have been done to people. It, it it's, yeah. it's 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 insane. It's insane. And shout out to Leo, man. Leo killed that shit. Um, I've never been the one to be like, oh, Leo DiCaprio is one of the greatest. You know, people always say that he I'm killed that shit. People. I'm one of those you, people. You you kind of forget that it's him. You're never you're not sitting there watching his character and like, yo, Leo, that's Leo DiCaprio. You're he. You're thinking he's that guy. Um, De Niro did a great job too. And, you know, we talk about this with rappers, right? We see two good, really good rappers get on a track and we'd be like, yo, he ate this dude. Like, you know, J. Cole Drake, you know, uh, Jay and Nas, right? Yeah. We saw, we see these guys get on screen with like, you know, Pacino and, and De Niro. And we were like, yo, Pacino ate De Niro, right? But De Niro get on the screen with anybody else. He's generally eating them up. Leo ate his ass up. And De Niro, let me tell you something. It's not a slouch. De Niro killed it. He killed. He's, all, he's also he's also like damn near eighty two. Yeah, but he <laughs> killed it. He still killed it. He's him. Like you wouldn't even tell that he was in his eighties uh, or close to it. Um, oh yeah, he killed. Dinero, he killed it, but Gino. it was just like, yo, um, it's a it's a really good movie. I would say anybody, um, you know, that has the discipline to sit down and watch a movie that long, it's absolutely worth it. You know, and I knew it was gonna be long, so load it up. Got the large popcorn, stopped at CVS on the way in, got the, the candy. You know what I mean? I started to get a steak and cheese, but I didn't want to go that far. You were asleep, Yeah. yeah. And, but I didn't fall asleep. You know, I fall asleep on everything. I sit down and start watching the 30-minute show, and I'm asleep. And I made it through that three and a half hours. So that'll, that just goes to show you, man, it's a really, really good movie, man. And it looks like it's going to be available quickly on, um, <clears throat> on Apple Apple Plus or Apple TV or whatever they call that um, for streaming. I don't have that. Um, but definitely watch it, man. And, well, I know you, you'll find it. You'll see it somewhere else. Yeah. The Nero's 80 it, years old, man. Shout out to him. Yeah. It's worth, it's really worth a watch, yo. It's, it'll make you be like, yo, he was wilding out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, man. The atrocities that people of color, you know, non-white people, let me just say it, 
have had to go through in this nation. It, it's and again, we've talked about this before, right? How certain governments, Republicans, whatever, are pushing that narrative to try to erase history. And you, we, we have to be diligent and steadfast as a people to continue to tell the truths of the atrocities that have happened in this nation. Because if we don't, they'll act like it never happened. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm watching that almost made me want to, um, made me feel better about losing my money at the casinos. I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is, this is preparations for them, you know? Um, but it's a, it's really a good movie. It's a really good film. You've been doing anything else over the last two weeks uh, out in these streets? It's it's cool weather. Hoodie weather is always always the best because it, the leggings. It's been out. it's been warm. It's been warm up here, but it's it's starting to get cooler. But I tell you what, man. Like I always tell you, you know, the dating world out here, it is is trash, bro. Um, people are just delusional. They're just it's people are crazy, man, and. Uh, I just tell y'all all the time, you know, good job for marrying the women y'all did because it's it's trash out here in these streets. Yeah, that don't but surprise I'm, I'm okay me, with man. That. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm okay it's with it, though. This, you, it's trash in this society, yo. You yeah. know, social media has thrown everything off. Like, no matter what situation, and whether you're single, whether you're actively dating, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're married divorce whatever that is like social media paints this narrative and this picture for people that this is the perf the perfect life and that everyone's life needs to be cookie cut off of x right and you know x makes those expectations wrong you know what i'm saying for for people like this person's happiness is not your happiness you know what i mean you may think it is because it looks great and they make it look so fun and shit like that but that may not be the case. And, you know, the reality of it is that person that's showing you that quote unquote happiness or what you are perceiving as happiness is probably covering up for something that really isn't happiness. You know, anger, frustration, depression, like don't like people have to stop letting social media, other people's stories. And remember, people are giving you three percent of their life of their real of the real of them. Right. I see people out here like, oh, I was, I was popping bottles last night. Blah, blah, blah. Bitch, I know that your business is in default and you about to get kicked out the business, out, out the building. Right. Like, right. Who, who are you fronting? Like, oh, look at this new outfit. Bah, bah, bah. Bitch, you broke. I know you broke. I know yeah. that your car gets parked at somebody else's house. And this goes for males and females. Like I'm not, I'm, you know, th this yeah. just happens to be a, a female, you know, individual that yeah. came up. But this goes both ways. Like people be out here fronting for the gram and and everything like that. Listen, I know that you park your car at somebody else's house. I know that you park a pickup truck in front of your car so that they can't tow it away. Like I know these things about you. Stop putting this front on on, on the internet, and then people watching it got to be able to dissect that shit too. Yeah, we we as a people, and this goes back to the conversation that I had with the young gentleman. You know, mental health um, is a real thing. Like I, I was out last night just talking to random women, and like it it always it always shocks me when I see women that drink more than me. <laughs> like oh, you drink more than me, and it's just like the thing about tough. it is you you drinking more than me, and I'm two hundred plus pounds. And then what what does that now happen to you? Now you've become somebody belligerent. Now you like 
the conversation is just crazy. And when you see that, like it, it just shocks you because you don't. I'm not used to seeing a woman like that. But right. the re- the reality is, people got demons out here that they're battling things, and you just never know. So this sweet, good looking woman just turned into, you know, Bill Burr. <laughs> like right. it's nasty. So uh, you know, it, it's just always interesting to realize, you know, life is real out here. People are going through things, and you just got to keep only, your head on the swivel. Only positive to that is you get to see the real them because you know when when you drunk. That's the real you like this, like, you know, the other, yesterday when you was like, oh, happy Veterans Day salute to y'all. And he was like, I'm still a little tipsy. That's how you really feel about veterans. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the real side of you. Uh, I know when I'm when I'm a little tipsy, I, I say some stuff. That's the real side of me. So that's the only good thing about you seeing abroad in that element. <laughs> you could make your best decision as to whether, you know, am I are we going to my house or are we going to not my house? <laughs> like, yeah, you know. it was it was hilarious because initially I asked, you know, I was trying to talk to them, trying to get to know them. And then she was like, then after the unraveling came, she's like, you know, I can get my number. I was like, no. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> she forced me to take the number. And I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> you know, right. but it, it was just crazy. And it was like, nope, I am not going to contact you. I am okay. Yeah, for real, man. Um, I bet I bet and you know it's only getting even closer to the holiday season so people's mental health are really going to settle in you know people that don't get to be around those family members they're angry at those family members but they really would love to spend some time with those family members and shit like that like you're going to see the real on some people as as you're out in these streets all of us right people and um, you know just gotta especially you in the dating scene like you're going to see some you're going to see some scarred, fatherless, uh, you know, <laughs> things out there. Uh, you, you're just going to have to be a strong man, you know, hold your head because uh, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, man, other than that, um, not too much. I went to see Dave Chappelle. Um, in addition to not, not the greatest comedian of all time, my, my eventful, my eventful week, um, Dave Chappelle is by far the most may. Okay. He may not be the funniest, um, comedian of all time. I think he is the most impactful um comedian of all time i think he's the most accepted comedian of all time like this guy sure. says anything sure. right For like sure he had yo he walked in there and in the first three minutes he was like yo ronda santis is gay Stu be walking on high heels he's he's a he, he dropped the f-bomb he's like he's a he's a blah <laughs> you know what i'm saying i bet you are gonna get people to stop saying gay like he was going in. Then he made a joke about um, handicapped people. There was people in wheelchairs laughing. Like I saw this lady in a wheelchair when we got there. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I should. <laughs> I can see her from my seats. I'm like, OK, maybe I'll stop buying the handicapped seating because people do come to these shows. Right. Um, and and then he made he's like, I got a new he got a you know, I got a new approach. I'm not talking about them no more. I'm going to talk about handicaps. <laughs> and then he went on this thing talking about handicaps, like some funny jokes and shit. 
And I'm looking at the looking down at the chick in her wheelchair. She's laughing. She's cracking up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, and then he talks about, you know, Jewish people and Asian people and all of that. Right. And and everyone's laughing and it's it's accepted and, and stuff like that. Um, but nah, the messages definitely, definitely most accepted for sure. The messages this guy puts out there. You know, the stories he tells, they they always start out pretty serious with, you know, a message and then they get to a funny part, fun, funny piece. He talked about, you know, the Chris Rock and, and um, Will Smith stuff. And he talked about a lot of stuff, man. And through that process, he probably went through almost a whole pack of bogeys, yo, <laughs> in an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> Dave Chappelle better, he, yo, he better have the best doctor and like they should be doing x-rays of his lungs weekly yo cuz if he's when he clearly when he's on tour i can only imagine if he hits 50 shows like this he he was up there for about an hour and a half maybe a little little bit more right um and i i would say he probably got through at least 15 cigarettes yo <laughs> Like he finished one, walk around the stage, people will laugh. You see him grab the box and and that you know he put another bogey in his mouth and start telling another story like like that. Yo, that's crazy. And drinking tequila. (laughs) Like someone was like, Hey, what's in your cup? He's like, Oh, you want to find out? And then he threw it to a dude, you know, one of the dudes in the in the audience. He's like, Oh, smell that. You know, he's like, Oh, it smells like alcohol. He's like, Oh, yeah, it's tequila. Smoking bogey, drinking tequila, like crazy, man. But you know, he's he's living on that edge, man. You know, like again, I fucks with him, yeah. We talk about the stardom and uh, you know all of that. We we know that it has an impact on your mental health, and he lives like a rock star, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I forget what comedian it was that said. I think it was um, Faison Love or what's his name? The Faison is uh, the big belly dude from uh, yeah Faison. Okay. He said it, he said it, you know, he was like Dave Chappelle got funny basically off of white comedy. And you look at a lot of his early stuff, he's built a large fan base of white comedy. You know, he's had white writers for the Chappelle show, half baked. If you watch half baked, you know how many people like me and you always watch half baked, but you know how many black people never really watch black half baked? Like he's mm-hmm. that fan base to where He's been accepted through so many uh, communities for so long. You know, I mean, when you talk about black comedians, he's just now getting his praise from our community, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Definitely some truth to that. I've been watching him since way back then. Like, Mm -hmm. but you know, I was a I was a huge half baked fan. Um, I was, uh, his standup that he did. I love that, you know, all of them, you know, when he was on comedy central and I really wasn't a, I wasn't really a Chappelle show watcher. Like I watched sh- you know, episodes here and there, but I wasn't like the person that had to be like, y'all Chappelle shows on tonight. Let's go watch a new episode. Like I wasn't yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> but I think to your point now, right now he's, is kind of his coming out party where, um, you know, I think what makes him so understandable is is he speaks to both sides of of everything right and he doesn't discriminate um it's not all gay jokes it's not all uh white jokes it's not all uh jewish jokes it's everybody can get it and anybody can get it and he you know you you gotta have that i feel like when you're talking about comedy and you're going to a show like that 
you have to be open to to the fact that um you know it's jokes and that's what you're there for and it's you know that's the one place where somebody should have complete freedom of speech right um you know is we let white comedians we let let my white comedians make black jokes if that can be done then a black comedian can make any any type of joke with black jokes whether it's you know whatever um, absolutely but yeah he, he absolutely killed it um uh we found out in you know we didn't know that rawlings was opening up for him was one of the people opening for him uh found out that he's going to be shooting a netflix special uh this month in november so that's going to be good to watch when it comes out he was funny he was he was funny as hell too i think he's, all, he's always talk, been good yeah when you talk ha ha funny type shit um he was funnier than than Chappelle, you know but when you talk about impact and stories and messages like this dude tells he tells a fucking story yo he tells a story and and there's comedy in there there's you know he takes you on emotional you know roller coasters as you're listening like i, I fucks with Chappelle, man it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's my goat. And then, you know, the older the older he gets, you know, we'll see you know, how his chops go um, because, but, but that's also the other thing, right? The bigger these guys, be, it, it, it's difficult. He's, he's unique in a sense that he's become so big, but he's never taken his gas off the funny side. Because when you look at it, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy opened the door for all these guys. Like when you go back to Nutty Professor, raw. Forget, oh, you mean we, movie wise. I'm, yeah, I mean, just just in general, like when we go back to Nutty Professor, that was the first time a lot of people saw Dave Chappelle ever when he was roasting uh, Eddie yeah. in the club. In the club, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Nutty Professor, but you know, Eddie had the movies, the stand-ups, everything, but he's at a place now where we couldn't expect him to have a stand-up like that because we he's making family movies now. You know, right. he's kind of found his lane, stayed in it. Chappelle is still kind of in the trenches. Like, he's still doing the raw comedy. He's still doing the stand-up shit. And the older he gets, he's he's still doing the art. We would never, I don't think we'll ever see another raw delirious from Eddie Murphy. He's just, he's out of that now, you know? But Chappelle yeah. has found his lane to kind of stay to be the comedian and, and and do the raw shows, smoking cigarettes on stage. Like, he's unique in that. He's at that level where he could absolutely do anything else, but he's choosing to continue to deliver good stuff. Yeah, he's. I think he's just learned the delivery of that, right? I think Eddie Murphy still has it in him to do that if he wanted to, 
I just don't know that his delivery would be um, where it needs to be to deliver the jokes to where people would accept them. You know, again, to me, I think with Chappelle, a lot of it is acceptance, Um, you know, for this. You know, this guy is going to say some wild off the rails type shit. um, And he and he does it, you know, and he's unapologetic and it's like whatever. Um, I fucks with him. But yeah, when you talk about Eddie Murphy, yeah, you got um, even going all the way back. Talk about Beverly Hills Cop. Right. When he's in the the Beverly Hills Cops was, uh, you know, that was almost uh, I mean, even the song, my girl likes a party all the time. Like this dude, he he definitely paved the way for um, for comedians in general. I'm not even going to say black comedians, I say comedians in general yeah. um, to, to go into different spaces to get those specials. Obviously, you know, rest in peace, Richard Pryor will never forget him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when we talk about the stand ups and the movies and stuff, he was there as well. Um, but I think, you know, Eddie Murphy kind of got into that lane of um, visibility to the whites as well, you know, uh, and and he opened he opened that lane for Martin. He opened that lane, I think, for uh, Chris Rock, for Chris Tucker, for Chappelle, like, everybody, Chappelle, like these guys all, you know, he opened the lane and they all went through it. And, and shout out to all of them. Right. I mean, Cat Williams, like all these guys, Kevin Hart, like. They're all from the Eddie tree, in, in my yeah. mind. So that's, that's when you say goal. Eddie is, when yeah, when you say Eddie is the goat and he's your goat, I I, I can respect it. Um, uh, you know, but I think it's just a difference of opinion. To me, I think it's the Kobe Lebron debate, the Lebron Jordan debate. When you talk about those guys, and and then you got like the um, like Richard Pryor is like um, um. You Magic know, like, Johnson, Dr. J. Yeah, kinda. he right. He's like <laughs> like that. Like he's a lot of people's goats, and you know, you respect the person that says that's their goat. Um, yep. like the Kareem, right? Like Kareem, people like oh, every level he's one and blah blah blah, right? Like you know, I, I you know, I, I respect it. I respect right, it. Right, right. But you also be like, you also could be like, he played against janitors. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But some of, those, some of those guys, though, you got it. You got to respect it because even a dude like Kareem, you know, from the seventies, he also did play in the eighties, which you know, Magic played in the eighties and played in some of the nineties. So some of those guys, you know, and I think I think that's the real thing for me when you talk about Jordan, he played in so many eras, right? He played in the eighties, nineties, and into the two thousands. So he played against your Kobe's. He, in 98, 96, you know, this guy was getting buckets. So, you know, it, it's that's the thing for me. LeBron is, is, you know, he's this generation's GOAT, but it ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. I, th- I, I think LeBron, I, I'm like, I'm kind of happy he came back this season because I wanted to see him. Um, and I feel like he deserves a going away season, which tells me that this is probably not his last season. Um, but it's almost feeling like he overstayed his welcome, um, in the sense, not so much that like last year I felt like, yo, we're going to miss LeBron when he's gone. You know what I'm saying? And I think I said it on the pod a few times. I told you guys like, listen, we talk a lot of shit about him, but you know, and people, a lot of people talk shit about him, but people going to miss him when he's gone. Um, but this year I almost don't, I don't feel, and it's still early in the season, so we'll see. 
but like the Lakers aren't, you know, they're not the big talk. He's not, he's not the, the huge difference maker, um, you know, and he's only playing 26, 27 minutes a game, which I get, right. He's 40 years old. Right. But, um, it's almost like he probably should have, uh, you know, gone ahead out last year or found a way to try to win last year and go out. Um, he is, you know, listen, I, I, I get behind people that call him their goal if they haven't seen Jordan play. Like a lot of these people were not f- sports fans back in the day. They could be our age and they just weren't sports fans. They didn't sit down and watch basketball. They didn't play the basketball games. They didn't watch football. They didn't watch the football games. They got into it after high school, after college, at they, when they got into their 20s and people, other people were doing it, right? So... You know, a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, LeBron is that guy. You didn't see Jordan play. <laughs> you didn't see him play. You had an opportunity and you missed it. And I get it, unfortunately. Um, but you should have seen Kobe. And and I think, you know, he's underrated. I just think Kobe is like when you go back to some of those clips, like he had the era where he was dunking on people. He had the era where he was ISO. He like this he was passing like very rare but you know he made he made it he made things happen and he won right stuck it out stuck it out with the lakers five five chips right yeah i think i think kobe got overshadowed with the fact to me it's the same it's a Dwayne Wade uh kind of effect cuz they had Shaq you know mm-hmm. like it it's kind of hard it's kind of hard in the moment to realize the greatness when you got a Shaq um, and I think that's why that team kind of split up and that Kobe had to get one without him, um, get a few without him, rather. Um, but Kobe was a great individual player. But again, you know, that era of basketball has so many great individuals. When you talk about the Tracy McGrady's, uh, Grant Hills, you know, outside the injuries, you know, um, Allen Iversons, that generation just had so many killers. It kind of it kind of feels like yeah it kind of feels like basketball hasn't ascended back to that level yet and mm-hmm. I think to your point we're gonna miss LeBron because he's the last of that elk he's the last of that of that tree he's the last of it. There's a lot of good players and very good players today, um, even great players, but they don't want to be the greatest player. Nope, right? They're not, they're not, they're they not stated. They're not killers. Right. They say they want to be the greatest. And on paper, it sounds fun. And in the interviews and on social media, but they don't want to do what it takes to be the greatest, which is smack the shit out of a teammate, which you know what I'm yep. saying, which yep. is alienate your team and be like, yo, if y'all don't get it together, I'm out like, you know, or alienate the other stars. Come out and say, yo, I'm better than this person. I am better. Yo, than as a. As a Knicks fan, I got Julius Randle on my team. This guy walks back on defense. I mean, he just does asinine bullshit. And you're supposed to be a superstar. When I look even back at my Knicks in the 90s, when you got the Starks, the Oakleys, then the Allen Houstons, the Spreewells, you're talking about guys that would die on that court. They would Mm -hmm. die to be great. We got Julius Randle walking on plays, bullshitting. The NBA's got to – we got to find that killer, man. And and sadly enough, John Morant could have been that guy. No, he's that killer already. Um, (laughs) I think – yeah, you're right. 
You're right. I mean, I think nowadays it's more about getting paid than it is about, you know, being that guy and being in the record books and being, you know, spoken of at a, at a level that's separates you from everyone else. Right. The team ups and stuff like, oh, I'm gonna go team up with so and so. Like if I'm a Devin Booker, I don't want Kevin Durant here. Let me win without him. They're already saying that I'm light skinned baby mamba. It's not warranted, but they're saying it. <laughs> Right. Don't bring this guy in here to try and and put an asterisk on if we find a way to win and Bradley Beal. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me take the team that I got, you know, and we'll build through the draft, maybe sign a free agent. But but bringing in two other superstars, you're giving them the LeBron effect like and that's, you know, that's not that killer instinct. It cheapens it. It cheapens it all. It cheapens it all. I mean, it's just it's just different. And the NBA is going to have to figure it out for our generation, but I think for the young people, this is what they like. Yeah. They'll buy in. They'll buy in. You know what else they need to figure out is, um, and not just the NBA, but the NFL, uh, they need to figure out this officiating. They need to figure out um, at all levels of pro sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, sports betting is, is it's a problem. And it's, it's, it's evident now. Um, and it's not only, I don't even think it's just at the officiating levels. You got the Rams that twice this season have made some questionable calls. Like they're down like 17 points with three seconds left and they kick a field goal. Like that's not football, yo. You know what I'm saying? And and so they end up covering the spread. Like there was a, <clears throat> there's textbook, right? And, you know. That stuff is not textbook stuff. That stuff that says, yo, somebody got money on this game. These officials, like, you know, I watched this Cowboys game, man, this Cowboys-Eagles game, and it was horrible. This might be the worst that I've ever seen. It it was not. I I told y'all when I watched Kansas City play the Jets, okay, we watched Patrick Mahomes. But that one was bailed out. That was horrible. The whole drive, this dude, Jermaine Johnson, if you're the line judge, Jermaine Johnson is front and center, getting mugged, no call. Then then the interception where the ref doesn't throw the flag until we intercept the ball. It was I think it's, it started, I mean, it started last year, but I, it became evident, I think, in the Super Bowl. Like that. We've seen so many times that like that push where they gave um, Mahomes the extra 15 yards for the field for the field goal that wins the game. Like, come on, man. Like that. That's that shit's evident. And that's the Super Bowl. Right. So now you, you're talking big, 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 big money. Right. Then you got the Jets game in Kansas City. Of course, they can't have. You know how much money the house loses if the Jets win? All it takes is one person to put a huge bet on the Jets because they were something like plus 1200 or something like that, right? So if I put a $1,000 on that, I'm making twelve grand. So think about somebody that puts big, big money. There's no way they could have the Jets win that game, right? Um, Cowboys-Eagles, similarly. Actually, before we get there, let's go Eagles-Miami. And we talked about this one. This one is the most evident. You telling me the Eagles didn't commit one penalty that whole game, offense or defense or special teams? That's impossible. You've never seen it happen. 
You've never seen it happen. Zero penalties. Now on the other side of the ball, you got 15 penalties. Not like the, the it was like, you know, when you say, oh, they're letting them fight or they're letting them go or they're letting them play. It's not like it was like, all right, zero to five. You're talking about 15 penalties to zero penalties. And then when you go and watch the the the, the tape, there's face masks, like blatant face masks in the open field, not like in the trenches. These are the plays that if I'm the NFL, if I'm Roger Goodell, I got to stop thinking about Germany and getting these London games. I got to, you know, I got to protect the integrity of this league because you're going to start to lose fans because it's clear that people have, got, have bets on this shit. You know what I'm saying? It is absolutely clear. And and I think the fix for it is you go to Asia, you go to Europe, you find these people that don't watch football, you solicit for jobs being full-time officials or referees or whatever, and you put them through referee school, teach them, you know, the books, the ropes, right? Everything. And this way you don't, you, you get unbiased, um, officiating because if I grow up in, you know, New York and I become an official, yeah, Buffalo or, you know, the giants or the jets, one of those are likely my team. And they're going to they're going to get the calls there. You know, I'm, there's no way I can go in there as a Cowboys fan. Me personally, you as a Jets fan either and be objective and be like, oh, you know what? That was, uh, you know, that was a hold on so and so. Like, that's that's not the reality of, of, of the world that we live in. Now you throw in there that sports betting is available, accessible on your cell phone before you had to make the bets before the game and stuff. Now it's accessible. You can be in the middle of a game. And, and the spread changes and you can make a bet there. What stops me from being an official and having an air something like, you know, an AirPod or something like that, where somebody can be like, yo, odds are blah, blah, blah. We need so-and-so to win. I just put X on it. Listen, uh, what was his name? Tim Donahue? Oh, yeah. Ahead of his Tim, time. Tim Donahue. Donahue. When, when people like him exist... Right, we have <laughs> anything's possible, right? So you you have to you have to clean it up. You got to clean it up, like you said. I don't know what Goodell is gonna do, but he has to clean it up. This shit is it's it's nasty. But the other thing about it, we're gonna keep watching. We're gonna keep watching. Yeah, yeah, because we're sports fans and huge football fans. But shout out to um the Memphis Grizzlies coach. Um. I put that video in the chat, and this is the the audio. I don't know if you saw it. Let's see if it'll play, if I can get some. Uh, this was after a game where Jaron Jackson Jr. gets kicked out. Emotions were high. He goes to the, the most poorly officiated games I've ever seen recorded. I'm fine with it. Fucking atrocious. That's to the media. That's to the media. We've Man, been saying for Bro, we've been saying, yeah, we've been saying it for years. Like, yo, get out there. These, we need somebody to take one for the team. And and listen, maybe a player doesn't do it because it's money out of their check. Like that's what VP said, and I get it. But as a coach, I'm running through a wall for that coach right there. Absolutely, no right question. And a player, and a player can absolutely do it. A player has more liberty than a coach does. I don't. I don't right. agree with that piece. I mean, you somebody's gonna lose money regardless. If and somebody's gonna players, pay that. Yeah, and Some, the players get paid more than the coaches, so <laughs> right. it makes more sense for them to do it. Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta be, um, 
you got to be deliberate in your messaging when you're talking about that. You can't be beating around the bush and, oh, it was a tough night tonight. Um, you know, the call, the, the ball didn't bounce our way. No, nigga, you come out here. Um, y'all seen that play when so-and-so got face masked? Because I seen it, but I know who didn't see it. <laughs> like, if I'm – listen, I couldn't be I couldn't be coach. I couldn't be coach. The, I couldn't the be prob- player. The problem with NFL players, though, you know, they're wired so much to – kind of just shrug it off and keep it moving oh yeah i I think with the nba and i think in that arena you're definitely gonna have the coaches that have to say it in the nfl the nba you know we got guys i think lebron could be that guy chris paul kevin durant you know if you don't they they the ones that should speak out they're the ones i think we'll see that I think we'll see i think we'll see lebron get to a breaking point this season we may see that because we already saw the lakers send a tape um, to the NBA league office after a Lakers game against the Heat last week, I want to say it was, where they were like, yo, LeBron James didn't get these calls, um, the videos out of what plays that they, they they thought were fouls. And there were a couple that looked like it, but there was a couple that was way off that that was not foul. But there was a couple that were fouls that they missed. But the league came out and said, nope, we feel like they officiated this accurately. And naturally so, right? Like they can't openly say yo we fucked up and they'll say that on one play if it's a game changer but they're not gonna take a tape of 10 to 15 plays and, and wear that right i'm not standing on the square of yo they just challenged a whole quarter and we're saying that they're right you know what i'm saying you say hey this one play was this a foul and you come back and say yes th- that doesn't look as bad as saying yo they sent us 10 minutes worth of, of game tape and they were right right as a as a league so um but I think we'll see someone get to that breaking point this year. And I think LeBron could be that person. Be like, yo, Absolutely. they ain't call no fouls. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. just go off the rails. I'm 40. I don't care. You know. Right. I'm on the way. I'm <laughs> I'm on, I'm on top out. of the team. Y'all gonna miss me anyway because you haven't replaced me. Who who's the replacement for LeBron? Who's the replacement face? Yo, before we get there, Luka Doncic is the best player in the league, yo. That that white boy is something else, yo. Luka Doncic is the best player in the league today. Fuck these better, other better than better than uh better than the Joker. Better than the Joker, yo. Ooh, better than ooh, the Joker. I like listen, but man. He ain't gonna win shit. He's not gonna win shit though. He might not. He might. He's not gonna win shit in Dallas. But he's but here's the thing. He's in the right team with the right owner who will try. Right? They always try. They, when they don't win, it's not from lack of trying. Like, Mark Cuban is a dude that'll put it out there. Like, yo, I'm going to get so-and-so for you, right? So I, I – that and if, if I'm him, I'm staying there. Like, if I'm Luca, I'm not going somewhere else because at least you know you have an ownership who's going to be like – or an owner who's yeah. going to be like, yo, what do you need, you know? They they struck – I mean, you know, Cuban struck lightning when he had Dirk and what they – back then, but it's been hard for him now to load up that yeah. superstar tandem. And, you know, when you have a Phoenix, I mean, look who the fuck they had to contend with. Right. Phoenix, Golden State, just building super teams all crazy. And for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to get it happening in Dallas. Um, but I, I think they're only a couple of guys away, you know. But Yeah, yeah. yeah if I'm them, I, I find a way. I think I find a way to move Kyrie. Like, I don't think Kyrie, um, the Kyrie Luka experience is going to work. Um, no, I love Kyrie. Kyrie's one of my favorite point guards in the league. Um, I just don't know that the two of them coexist well because Luca has to have the ball in his hands. 
as does Kyrie. Kyrie's not a come off the he's not a come off the screen type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so because of that, I feel like you know that might it might be time to move on from him. And maybe you wait until there's a stretch of really good games, and then before the trade deadline, you you move him and you got to try and get some pieces. Like I don't want just draft picks. I need guys that are going to help me be better now, today, and maybe some future picks as well for Kyrie. But um, yeah. you can't let Luca's oil burn <clears throat> because he's clearly in his prime. Clearly, like this dude's doing but that's the thing. 44, Who, 13, gonna, and 11. Like, <laughs> who's gonna, who's gonna be that next guy? Who's gonna be that guy to help them get over the edge? And when you got a Phoenix, that's Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. What they need paint, they need paint presence. Um, yeah. and that's they need absent, paint presence. That's absolutely they got Powell. I like that kid, uh, Lively or Lively that they brought that they they drafted this year, but he's still young. But he still he look he looks good. But they do need, I think they need somebody like man. I'm trying to trying to put that, my finger on. It's a lost art in the game. It's a lost yeah. art in the game. Like we got we got a good center in Mitchell Robinson. He's got like a million offensive rebounds right now. But if I'm Cuban and it'll never happen, let me let me preface this by saying it. This is not going to happen. It will never happen. But if I'm Mark Cuban, I'm finding a way to go get Embiid. From Philly, I'm finding that, a way to, that that would work. Yeah, you put that those two guys together. That would work. <laughs> that would work. Let me tell that, you, that's something. it. That would be it. That would be yeah. it. That would be it. It's not gonna happen. Like you know, let's let's be clear there. Um, but it could if if he found a way. It could some some draft picks. Lively, or maybe you keep Lively. Maybe you find some other guys on the team. I, I'm sending Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm sending Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> I'm sending uh, all of that, and I'm gonna tell the the I'm gonna tell the owner like, yo, send all your nieces and nephews to Shark Tank, and I'm giving them <laughs> an opportunity. Like if if I'm Mark Cuban, because that that will work. That's what they need. I think I think that was I think that's one of the best uh, trade talks. We've heard Dallas get Joel Embiid in there with Luca. Yeah, make it happen. Make it happen. Then you shake up the West. You shake up the league. You shake up the league. Man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. But yeah, Luka Doncic is the best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, today, this dude is unstoppable. Um, he's unguardable. There was someone else I was talking about that I was saying was unguardable. Oh, we were talking about the Tyreek versus AJ Brown debate. Um and and then Tyreek went out and got stopped and then AJ Brown went out and got stopped. So, uh, but but you you know you can't you know you can't debate Miami stuff with VP. He, his emotion doesn't allow him to think rationally. Because again, I'm looking at it from a football perspective, right? If I have to cover Tyree, I mean um, Tyreek, if I had to cover Tyreek, I'm giving him ten yards. And depending right. on my scheme as a defense, going man with him is crazy to me. I'm not going man with him. I'm going to give you cover to a deep third look to where I'm going to cover the deep side and I'm going to have somebody cover in the middle. And then I got to get to Tua. That's it. A.J. Brown, he's so physically strong that it's not a lot that you can do to stop him. When he gets his hands on the ball, his run after the catch, his physicality, 
his one-to-one, his ability to sit down in empty spots. The kid is nice. I'm telling you. And I played the yeah, game. AJ, AJ Brown is nice. He's just undersized. Um, and, and for being undersized, he's great. Because uh, if he had, if he had, let's nah, say, he Jamar Chase's undersized. height. He ain't undersized. He's, he's about only, five, ten, six feet. That's short for a receiver. Uh, let me take it back. Oh, it's not short for a receiver. No. It's not short for a receiver. Oh. It's, uh, it, when you talk about the Jamar Chases of the world, when you talk about the Justin Jefferson's right. of the world, you talk about the Calvin Johnson's, of course, that's a different, um, Devontae Adams, the, the, right. The wide receivers that are dominating the game today. AJ, AJ Brown is 6'1. 6'1, 220. He, he don't look 6'1. That's what I keep telling y'all. Y'all, y'all don't see how great he is because he isn't flashy. He isn't finesse. This guy is 6'1, 220. He's David Boston with better hands. This I'm telling you, this yeah, guy is a matchup nightmare. He, he, he don't, don't have he, he's not. He don't have to. He plays basketball out there. He's six yeah. one. He, he's I'm good. He's good. I'm he's no CD. You. He's good. I'm telling you, bro. Um, <laughs> he's no CD Lamb, but he's definitely good. Uh, but if I'm Tyree, yeah, if I'm playing against Tyreek, like, and the Cowboys need to pay attention for uh, 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 Christmas Eve because they play Miami, uh, you got to bump this guy at the line. You got to get physical with him. He's so damn small. Put Tyreek on his ass. Take a penalty, if you will. I'd rather take the five-yard holding than let this guy run past you as the fastest guy in the league. So, um, yeah. I mean, they were able to stop A.J. Brown. I mean, he scored, but I think he had something like 50 I mean, yards or something. But here, here's the other thing that I say about him. He's quarterback-proof, in my opinion. Like, Jalen Hurts isn't the best quarterback in the world, right? I would mm-hmm. even say Tua is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. But Tua I, has got I'm to be on. Tua has got – I mean, Tyreek has never had a bad quarterback. A.J. Brown was rotten in Tennessee for how long? <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. This, well, it's that, like that DeAndre Hopkins, right? When DeAndre was in, in Houston, he went through every shitty quarterback that hit the league, every single one of them in Houston. Then he finally gets one, and he gets suspended. He got uh, Deshaun Watson, and he gets suspended. Like – and then they trade him. So, uh, and then Kyler gets hurt. So, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has never had a good quarterback either. And it'd be great if he did. Um, but let's talk about Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr, every wide receiver Derek Carr get his hands on gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas just got arrested. Both of those guys got arrested. Antonio Brown with the Raiders, he got arrested. Um, Henry Ruggs killed somebody. Derek Carr, I don't know you what he's relax. doing to these. <laughs> you gotta relax. <laughs> I don't know what relax. he's doing to these wide receivers, man. You but gotta relax. They need to check on this guy. You gotta but, relax. Um, but yeah, man. So I think, uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to, to much today. Cowboys play Giants. I don't know what the Jets have. If you guys are on the buy. No, we no, we play the Raiders Sunday night football. Oh, okay. So you guys got the which night is game. crazy, which is crazy. I don't think there's <laughs> any any major matchups this week um, to to speak of. Um, so I don't think we need to talk on that. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I guess we'll be back to it 
Uh, next week, there's definitely some other stuff for us to get to. We got to talk about Joe Budden's getting punched in the face and fighting in strip clubs and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Um, and and yeah, man. But hopefully we'll get VP back next week. Hopefully he'll get his power back and uh, we can get moving. Um, I want to just say uh, Castworthy Podcast, where you can find us pretty much everywhere. Search Castworthy, C-A-S-T. W-O-R-T-H-Y, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram is probably the best. Um, We stream everywhere you can think of, but the easiest ones and the free ones are Spotify and and YouTube if you want to watch video and see these dashingly handsome faces. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Live on Facebook on on Sunday mornings, you can, uh, you know, comment and, uh, and hit us up. But other than that, we appreciate you listening, popping in. Uh, We'll appreciate the feedback and um, stay safe out there. Make the call to your people. Like we always say uh, until the next episode of the cast worthy worthy podcast, we are out.